Hello, this is Mark Eckstein, and for the next hour, I will be reading from the May 18, 2023 issue of Warsaw's Country Courier on the Niagara Frontier Radio Reading Service. Sports, track and field, another record-setting weekend for Albel. Matthew Albel set new personal records in the shot put and weight throw events on Saturday, May 13, 2023 at the Livonia Invitational. Albel previously set the Section 5 discus record at the Batavia Invitational just one week prior. His discus record stands at 188 feet 3 inches while his shot put record is now 61 feet and a quarter inch. The Perry Yellow Jackets also competed at the Livonia meet. Between Warsaw and Perry, the two schools had a combined eight first-place finishes. Perry won five total events. Izzy Swires was the top finisher in the girls' pole vault, 10 feet 1 inch. Parker Vineyard won the boys' 400-meter dash, 54 seconds point 54. The Yellow Jackets crushed the boys' 3,200-meter relay. They were first at 9 minutes 46.24 seconds. The second-best team was Cal Mum with 10 minutes, 39.4 seconds. Meredith Petrie gave Perry another win in the girls' 400, a minute and 1.94 seconds. Warsaw finished 2-3 and three in the event with Albie Laubenheimer, a minute, 2.4 seconds, and Taylor Howard, a minute, 5.74 seconds, taking the other top spots. Yellow Jacket Isaac Evans also won the boys 800 at 2 minutes 8.4 seconds. Warsaw had athletes finish second and third in the event as well. Thomas McGuire, 2 minutes 9.64 seconds, took the second spot, followed by Sherman Johnson Myers at 2 minutes 11.84 seconds. Also for Perry at Livonia, Andy Kelly was third in the boys' shot put, 39 feet 7 inches. Abigail Herring had a pair of top three finishes. She was second in the girls' 100, 13.14 seconds, and third in the 200, 27.94 seconds. Zach Narowski was second in the boys' pole vault, 10 feet 7 inches. Avery Dupengeiser was also second in the girls' pentathlon, 1,956 points. Warsaw's Maria Pratico was third in the event, too. 1,906 points. Courtney Westfall had third place showings in both the girls long jump, 13 feet 10 inches, and the triple jump, 30 feet 4 inches. In other relays, the Yellow Jackets were second in the girls 400, 52.84 seconds, and third in the boys 1600, 3 minutes 54.44 seconds. Gabriel Cal gave Warsaw its other win Saturday. He was the top competitor in the boys' long jump, 19 feet, 9 and 3 quarters inches. Kyle additionally placed second in both the 100, 11.74 seconds, and the 110-meter hurdles, 17.64 seconds. The Tigers had eight other top three finishes. Patrick Grover was third in the boys' discus, 109 and feet and two inches. Sierra Davis and Haley DeGroff completed Warsaw's red-hot day in the throws. Davis placed second in the girls' shot, 27 feet nine inches, while DeGroff was third in the girls' discus, 83 feet eight inches. 
Warsaw was second in the girls' 1600 relay, 4 minutes 28.24 seconds. Michaela Higgins finished third in the girls' 800, 2 minutes 35.64 seconds. In jumps, Ellie Tangeman was third in the girls' high jump, 4 foot 11 inches, while Logan Lafferty was third in the boys' high jump, 5 feet 7 inches, and Reese Griswood was third in the boys' triple, 36 feet 5 inches. Championship season has arrived as well. The Livingston County Athletic Association meet will be held Thursday and Friday, May 18th and 19th. Boys track. Dansville beats LCS. Two firsts at Livonia. Host Dansville defeated Letchworth on May 9th in a showdown of LCAA leaders, 114-27, to and the Indians won two events at the Livonia Invitational on May 13, 2023. Letchworth finished the dual meet season at 4-0 in LCAA Division II and 4-3 overall. The Mustangs won 15 events and the Indians won two. Dansville won LCAA Division I and Letchworth won LCAA Division II. Lucas Stowell won the 100-meter dash, 11.65 seconds, and Carson Bliss won the discus, 99 feet 5 inches, for the Indians. At the Livonia Invitational, Stowell doubled for the Indians. He won the 200-meter dash, 23.1 seconds, and won the 400-meter relay, 46.7 seconds, with Taylor Bilkota, Devin Tisdale, and Conlon Sampson. The Indians finished the second in the 1,600-meter relay, 3 minutes, 46.6 seconds, with Richard Hoyt, Jaden Wright, Belkota, and Stowell. Tisdale finished third in the 110 high hurdles, 17.5 seconds, and the Indians finished third in the 3,200-meter relay, 10 minutes, 32 seconds, with Hoyt, Aidan Nugent, Turner Bartholomew, and Tristan Schwertfeger. Noah Brown finished third in the 400 intermediate hurdles, a minute, 6.1 seconds. Bliss finished fifth in the discus, 100 feet, 6 inches, while Wright finished fifth in both the 400 meters, 57.4 seconds, and the 400 intermediate hurdles, 1 minute, 7.1 seconds, for a 3 out of 5 Indian finish. Tisdale also finished fifth in the 200-meter dash, 25.2 seconds, and for a 1-5 Indian finish. Justin Flint finished fifth in the triple jump, 35 feet 2 inches. Sampson finished sixth in the 100-meter dash, 12.2 seconds. Brown finished sixth in the 110 high hurdles, 18.2 seconds, for a 3-6 and six Indian finish. And Gage Slocum finished sixth in the pentathlon with 1,538 points. Letchworth will be at the LCAA Championship Meet on May 18th and 19th, which will be hosted by Caledonia Mumford, which will start the LCAA and Section 5 postseason that will end up the Section 5 contingent for the New York State Championship Meet in June. Tennis. Yellow Jackets shut out Haverling. The Section 5 Individual Tennis Championships were held Saturday, May 13, 2023. 
Warsaw's Piet Notra finished in second place in singles play. In other tennis action over the week, Perry swept Haverling 5-0 Thursday, May 11th. All matches were decided in two sets. Devin Wolcott won 7-5-6-1 at first singles. Garrison Butler won 6-0-6-2 in second singles, while Adrian Yang posted a 6-0-6-0 victory in third singles. The first doubles duo of Eddie Wolcott and Natalie Jacques won 6-3-6-4. Dudley Henshin and Brooke Cuisin won 6-0-6-2 in second doubles. Perry also defeated Waylon Cahockton 4-1 on Wednesday, May 10th. Wolcott got the first singles win with 6-3-6-0 sets. A tiebreaker in the first set would see Butler go on to win 2-1 in second singles. Scores were 7-6-11-9-6-2. Yang earned a 6-3-6-1 win in third singles. Brooke Quishan and Eddie Wolcott won at first doubles, 6-1-6-4. Softball. Letchworth-Perry matchup honors those battling cancer. Weber throws no hitter for Yellow Jackets. Letchworth and Perry softball teamed up to strike out cancer on Thursday, May 11, 2023. Donning special uniforms, the teams used the afternoon to show support for those battling cancer. Both also selected individuals to throw out the first pitch. The Yellow Jackets chose elementary school art teacher Chris Adolph, while Letchworth had Mary Jane Beardsley. Christine Beardsley and Jim Wright also stepped up to the mound. Other specialized guests were recognized, too. In the end, Letchworth shut out Perry 11-0. Peyton Lighton went 2-for-2 two two batting for the Yellow Jackets. Reagan Morose, Kira Weber, and Aurora Berry each added a single. Weber also had 14 strikeouts in six innings pitched. She gave up seven hits. Letchworth is always a very strong hitting team, Perry head coach Stephanie Weber said. We had too many errors tonight for the girls to hang with them. The afternoon prior, Weber had her second no-hitter of the season in a 17-2 Perry win over Geneseo. Weber had nine strikeouts in five innings. Moraz was 4-for-4 four four tonight with two doubles, three RBIs, and four runs scored. Jalen Morris and Weber both went 2-for-4 with three RBIs. Peyton Lighton was 2-for-2. Two two. She scored three runs. Maddie Monteleone and Lydia Climo added one hit apiece. Waylon Cahockton beat Perry 18-to-1 on Monday, May 15th. Aurora Berry and Emma DeRocha were honored for Senior Day. In a close game, Warsaw won 6-3 over Perry on Tuesday, May 16th. Baseball. Attica earns Mercy Rule win over Holly. Attica Baseball had a dominating 21-1 win against Holly on Monday, May 15th, 2023. The game was ended by Mercy Rule. Attica had 18 total hits on the day. Ethan Meyer led the Blue Devils at bat. Going 4-for-4, four four, he hit a triple, two doubles, and six RBIs. Casey Hill and Wyatt Bryman both hit 3-for-3 three three with two RBIs. Dan Bialik was 4-for-5 with four RBIs. Bialik also pitched. 
he had three scoreless and hitless innings, striking out seven batters. The Blue Devils also defeated Lindenville 8-2 on Saturday, May 13th. Ethan Meyer pitched his time for Attica. He threw a complete game and had nine strikeouts. Meyer also gave up just three hits. Bryman was one for two with a triple, three runs scored, and an RBI. Bialik had two RBIs. Wyatt Kaufman was two for three. He added a double and an RBI to the Blue Devils' offense. Attica plays Newfane on Thursday, May 18th. Baseball. Letchworth Baseball wins three in LCAA. Letchworth won three LCAA baseball starts in last week's action, including an LCAA Division II showdown. The Indians improved to 9-7 and seven overall. On May 9, 2023, the Indians beat host Caledonia Mumford 10-1. Adam Halsey threw the win over the Red Raiders, 7 innings, 10 strikeouts, and 2 hits. Halsey also hit two singles and drove in three RBIs. He was two for five. Junior Quinn Baker went four for four with a triple and three singles, driving in two RBIs. On May 13th, Letchworth beat host Leroy three to two in an LCAA Division II showdown. Halsey threw the win over the Owatkin Knights, seven innings, ten strikeouts, four hits. With the game tied at 1-1, in the top of the seventh, senior Connor Osborne and Baker hit back-to-back -back singles. Junior Noah Almeter and freshman Brody Whalen followed with RBI singles to give the Indians a 3-1 lead. The Owatkin Knights hit a homer in the bottom of the seventh, but the Indians held on for the 3-2 win. Halsey struck out the last three Leroy batters. On May 15th, visiting Letchworth defeated host Haverling of Bath 7-2 in an LCAA interdivisional game. Senior Chris Shearing threw the win over the Rams, 7 innings, 4 strikeouts, 5 hits. Jake Stowell led off the game with a solo homer on the first pitch and finished 3-4 for four with two singles later. Letchworth visited Pavilion on May 16th for an LCAA interdivisional game and hosted Warsaw on May 17th for an LCAA Division II game to finish the regular season. The Section 5 seeding meeting is this week. You are listening to a reading of articles and features from Warsaw's Country Courier on the Niagara Frontier Radio Reading Service. Baseball. Tigers win divisional crown. Warsaw Baseball secured the Livingston County Athletic Association Division III regular season title on Saturday, May 13, 2023. The Tigers won the crown with a 9-4 win over Keshequa. The title is Warsaw's first since 2011. Warsaw totaled 11 hits. Keshequa had just four. Patrick Klump got the win on the mound for Warsaw, while Mason McClurg was credited with the save. Klump pitched six total innings. He had nine strikeouts and allowed four hits and two walks. McClurg was three for four, batting with two runs and an RBI. Ty Joy was two for four. He also had two runs and an RBI. The Tigers had three other wins over the week. They beat Haverling one to nothing on Tuesday, May sixteenth, and Cal Mum seven to two on Thursday, May eleventh. 
Warsaw additionally had a walk-off win against Pavilion on Wednesday, May 10th. The Tigers won 4-3. Pinch runner Tristan Schur scored the game-winning run from third base. McClurg was 1-1. One one. He had a double and a run. Ty Joy was 1-4 with a double, one run, and an RBI. Bailey Shell was 1-3 and also added an RBI. Pavilion had seven hits, while Warsaw had six. Warsaw closes out the regular season against York on Thursday, May 18th. High School Sports Roundup for May 18th, 2023. In baseball, Perry lost 10 to nothing to Whalen Cohocton in the sixth inning on Monday, May 15th, 2023. Head coach Frank Hollister said the Yellow Jackets struggled offensively, but the defense stayed strong. In golf, Perry defeated Pavilion 215 to 243 on Thursday, May 11th at the Silver Lake Country Club. Yellow Jacket Carson Petrie shot a 43. He was the medalist in the match. Brad Kelly shot 51 for Perry. Matt Gibbons and Devin Zwakowski were within one stroke of each other, shooting 60 and 61 respectively. A 60 from Aiden Taylor and Keegan Cummins was the low score for Pavilion. Softball. Letchworth Softball splits four in LCAA. In LCAA softball action last week, Letchworth split four games. The Indians had a showdown with Avon for the LCAA Division II title on May 16, 2023. On May 9th, host Caledonia Mumford defeated Letchworth 11-6. Morgan Brace hit two singles and an inside-the-park home run in a 3-for-4 day, driving in two RBIs against the Red Raiders. Alexis Mitchell threw six innings, striking out seven, walking one, and giving up 11 hits. <clears throat> On May 11th, Letchworth visited Perry and beat the Yellow Jackets in an LCAA Division II game, 11 to nothing. Alexis Mitchell threw five innings for the win, five strikeouts, one walk, three hits, and Abby DeRock threw two innings, one strikeout, one walk, one hit. Kiara Weber threw for Perry. Six innings, 15 strikeouts, four walks, and nine hits. Duroc hit a single and double, driving in three RBIs. Kaylee Emmons hit a two-run double, Grace Mitchell hit a two-run single, and Alexis Mitchell hit a one-run single. Brace, Aubrey Brown, Jenna Keller, and Charity Scott also hit singles for the Indians. Peyton Lighton hit a single and double for two of the Yellow Jackets' hits, two for two. Weber and Aurora Berry hit one single apiece for Perry. Both teams played a special game as Letchworth and Perry played to strike out cancer. Four guests who have had or are battling this dreaded disease were honored at the game. Plus, both teams wore cancer awareness jerseys. The sidelines were packed with spectators showing their support. At the end of the game ceremony, Coach Chad DeRock of the Indians said, quote, we want you to know that your fight is our fight, and when it comes to striking out cancer, we are all on the same team." Unquote. On May 12th, Letchworth defeated host Geneseo in an LCAA Division II game, 16 to nothing, in five innings. Alexis Mitchell and Abby DeRock combined for a perfect game, as the Blue Devils sent 15 batters up and 15 batters went down. 
Alexis Mitchell struck out three in three innings, and Abby DeRock struck out five in two innings. Brace hit two homers in a three-for-four day, as she also hit a single. Brace scored four runs and drove in six RBIs. Abby DeRock hit a triple and drove in one RBI, plus she scored two runs. Emmons hit three singles, scoring one run and driving in two RBIs, while Abby Bacon hit two singles, also driving in two RBIs and scoring one run. Brown hit two singles and also drove in two RBIs and scored two runs. Reagan Bannister also scored two runs. Grace Mitchell hit a one-run single and scored one run. Scott also scored two runs. Host Haverling of Bath defeated Letchworth 2 to nothing on May 15th. Kaylee Witherall of the Rams threw the win and tamed the Indians with 15 strikeouts, two walks, and scattered six hits. Abby DeRock threw three innings, five strikeouts, three walks, one hit, two runs, and Alexis Mitchell also threw three innings, three strikeouts, one walk, one hit. Bannister hit a single and a double in a two-for-four day to lead the Indians. DeRock, Emmons, Brace, and Keller hit one single apiece. After hosting Avon in their LCAA Division II showdown on May 16th, Letchworth hosted Warsaw for another LCAA Division II game on May 17th. The Indians visit Attica for a non-league game on May 18th. The Section 5 softball seating meeting is also this week. Life Tribute Ronald G. Eddy, 85 December 28, 1937 to May 9, 2023 Ronald G. Eddy of Bliss passed away Tuesday, May 9, 2023, while at home. He was 85. Born on December 28, 1937 in Warsaw, he was the son of the late Howard G. and Iola Nelson Eddy. He was also an accomplished welder. Ron was a member of the Gainesville Fire Department for 65 years. He enjoyed taking camping trips across the country, riding motorcycles, and flying ultralight powered parachutes. His wife, Laura Dumbleton Eddy, children Scott, Jay, and Deborah Eddy of Gainesville, and Mary, Paul, Clow of East Aurora, grandchildren Hillary and Mike Adamzak of Castile, Nicholas G. Eddy of Sydney, Nebraska, and Valerie and Josh Gibney of Perry, niece Lisa and Kevin Miskell, eight great-grandchildren, and many nieces and nephews survive. In addition to his parents, his sister, Rebecca Straw, preceded Ronald in death. A fireman's service followed calling hours on Monday, May 15th at 7.30 p.m., a graveside service was then held on Tuesday, May 16th at the Maple Grove Cemetery in Gainesville. Memorials may be made to the Gainesville Fire Department, 2 East Street in Gainesville, New York, 14066. Robinson and Hackamer Funeral Home in Warsaw completed the arrangements for the family and offers a site for online condolences at www.robinsonandhackamer.com. Life Tribute, William Hayden Humphrey, 77, 1945-2023. William Hayden Humphrey passed away peacefully while at Noyes Memorial Hospital in Dansville on Saturday, May 13, 2023, after a long battle with Parkinson's disease. He was 77. 
Born in Warsaw in 1945, he was the son of the late Robert and Nell Edmonds Humphrey. His first wife, Susan Jones Humphrey, preceded William in death. On September 1, 1996, he was married to Susan Poole Humphrey. She survives. Hayden worked as an immunohematologist for Rochester General Hospital and the Red Cross. He bravely served his country in the United States Armed Forces as a medic deployed to Japan. Hayden and Susan raised their blended family in a large farmhouse in Warsaw before downsizing and moving to Ossian. Hayden enjoyed reading, being outdoors, hiking, and fishing. In addition to his wife Susan, his children Nicole and Asif Ali, Michael and Elizabeth Humphrey, and Kristen Humphrey, Susan's children Michael and Lauren Williams, Lisa Jacuzzo, and Amy and Peter Goodson, his sisters Martha Humphrey and Lois and Dan Brush, 15 grandchildren, and his nieces and nephews survive. Burial with military honors will be held in Bath National Cemetery. In lieu of flowers, donations can be made to Voice of the Martyrs at https colon slash slash www.persecution.com slash donate slash. Online remembrances may be left at www.hindlefuneralhome.com Dot com. Life Tribute, Lois A. Root, 97, August 2, 1925 to May 10, 2023. Lois Aubrey Root, formerly of Leroy and most recently of Spring Hill, Florida, passed away peacefully on Wednesday, May 10, 2023, while at Ann's House Assisted Living in Spring Hill. She was 97. Born in Cast Island, August 2, 1925, Lois was the daughter of the late Sylvanius F. and Francis M. Nichols Smith. A lifetime resident of Leroy, Lois worked as a rivet machine operator at the Union Steel Chest Company in Leroy and at Bach Plastics. Lois was a longtime member of the Leroy United Methodist Church, Leroy Moose Lodge No. 1132, and the American Legion Auxiliary No. 576. She was also a longtime member of the Olive Branch Lodge No. 39 of the Order of the Eastern Star. She enjoyed baking and taking long country rides. Her three daughters, Marianne Barrett of Greenville, North Carolina, Audrey Hackett of Pavilion, and Deborah Vogel of Pennsylvania, son Philip, Judith Anderson, Toes of Spring Hill, Florida, survive. Her first husband, Thomas Toos, her second husband, Robert Root, four brothers, Lauren, Irving, Francis, and Frank Smith, sister, Velma Charlesworth, niece, Bonnie Charlesworth, and nephew, David Charlesworth, have all preceded Lois in death. Funeral services led by Pastor Ann Robinson of Warsaw's First Methodist Church were held on May 18th at Weeks Funeral Home. Burial followed in the Grace Cemetery in Castile. Memorial contributions are requested to any charity of the donor's choice. Visit www.weeksfuneral.com to offer condolences, send gifts and cards, or to plant a tree in Lois's name. Life Tribute, Jerry W. Waite, 73. 
July 19, 1949 to May 14, 2023. Jerry W. Waite of East Perry Avenue in Silver Springs passed away peacefully Sunday, May 14, 2023 at Rochester General Hospital while surrounded by his loving family. He was 73. Born in Batavia on July 19, 1949, he was the son of the late Elmer L. and Julia Clements Waite Straub. A 1968 graduate of Wyoming Central School, Jerry mainly resided in Wyoming before moving to Silver Springs. He worked as a machinist at Leroy Machine for over 40 years before going to work for the United States Postal Service as a mail courier. Jerry loved bowling in the local men's and couples leagues with his late wife. In fact, he bowled three 300 perfect games. He was an avid NASCAR and Earnhardt fan, and he also enjoyed the New York Yankees. Jerry had a huge and generous heart, always putting others before himself. His four daughters, Becky Van Buskirk of Columbia, South Carolina, Anissa Brooks of Farmersville, Cheryl Lindsay of Silver Springs, and Tammy Fletcher of Columbia, South Carolina, a son, Robert Sherlock of Port Ritchie, Florida, Three brothers, James Waite of Mount Morris, Dick and Beverly, Waite of South Warsaw, and Daniel Waite of Akron, 15 grandchildren, 9 great-grandchildren, and several nieces, nephews, and cousins survive. His wife, Rhonda J. Wilson Waite, his daughter, Angela Waite, brother David Waite, sister-in-law Linda Waite, and two grandchildren, Brody Fletcher and Faith Bella, preceded Jerry in death. Friends may call on Friday, May 19th, from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. at Weeks Funeral Home, 123 North Main Street in Warsaw. A memorial service will follow the calling beginning at 1 p.m. with Pastor Jennifer Green of the Hilton United Methodist Church as celebrant. Burial will follow in the Pavilion Cemetery beside his wife. Memorial contributions may be made in Jerry's name to the Perry Center Fire Department, 2819 Route 246, Perry, New York, 14530. Weeks Funeral Home completed arrangements for the family and offers a site for online condolences at www.weeksfuneral.com. You are listening to a reading of articles and features from Warsaw's Country Courier on the Niagara Frontier Radio Reading Service. Boy Scout Cleans Up Local Cemetery Gainesville, New York In a journey into rising through the Boy Scout ranks, 16-year-old Gavin Van Ocker of Gainesville has invested in a month-long community service Eagle Scout project. Van Ocker belongs to the Boy Scout Troop 4054 out of Castile, and his current rank is Life Scout. Belonging in the Scouts since 2012, he explained that this is his last project to finish. The cemetery, located in the village of Gainesville, down East Street, has stones that date back to the 1700s, and stones dated as recently as the early 1900s. In addition to the stones, Van Ocker explained that there is a veterans memorial that has bronze military plaques of 11 veterans from the area that had been in the Revolutionary and Civil Wars. This old cemetery was in need of a little cleaning, and it was Van Ocker's father Lawrence, who was a veteran, and his brother Dakota, who was in the Scouts before himself, that inspired him to continue his journey into becoming an Eagle Scout. 
Van Ocker explained that he started planning his project over a year ago and has worked on preparing and designing the project for over 50 hours. The cleaning part of the project started on the first Saturday of May, and he, along with some help from his fellow scouts, firemen, family, church family, friends, and local businesses and residents, will continue to clean up the cemetery every Saturday from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. until the end of the month. We cleaned over 100 stones last weekend and have about 25 more to do this weekend with some general yard work also, Van Ocker said. Doing this project, Van Ocker explained, one interesting thing he was able to discover, a couple of distant relatives. I'm related to two Revolutionary War veterans in this cemetery that I found on Ancestry.com and I have found the original stone of one of them. He is a distant cousin, but it is great to feel the connection, he said. In addition to cleaning up the stones and some of the brush in the back of the cemetery, Van Ocker also designed a veteran's memorial arch. This arch will be secured to the veteran's memorial stone and will incorporate flagstaff holders for Memorial Day services. This arch is coming together by a large part of the community. The arch has been made by Five Corners Weldings, Van Ocker's brother has also painted the arch. The Silver Springs American Legion will donate the military plaques, and Van Ocker's father's construction business will be securing the arch and the plaques to the stone. I'm very excited to work with the community on this project, and everyone has been so nice. People want to help or make lunch or donate money or just shake hands. I like that, Van Ocker stated. In addition, Van Ocker stated that he would like to thank the village of Gainesville, Gainesville Fire Department, Marquardt Farms, Gainesville Store, Greg's Garage, Smith's Bar, Copeland Storage LLC, United Methodist Church of Gainesville, Five Corners Welding, Silver Springs American Legion, Boy Scout Troop 4054 in Castile, Area Veterans and Residents. To see the dedication of the Veterans Memorial Arch, Viewers can show up at the cemetery, where it will take place on Memorial Day, May 29th, at 8.30 a.m. Perry Events Brochure, now available. Looking for a new activity? From community bike rides to tractor parades and cruise nights, from a chalk festival to a dance performance and sporting events, from Shakespeare to a regionally acclaimed arts and crafts show to a multi-sport event, You'll find it all taking place in Perry, and all listed in the 2023 Perry Events Brochure. The brochure covers an entire year's worth of activities. It also features a list of Perry concert series, galleries, special attractions, and service and retail businesses. A printer-friendly version is available at www.iloveperryny.com or a copy can be requested by contacting Megan Hauser at 585-237-5375. The Perry Events Brochure is designed and produced by J.N. White Designs and is supported by the Village of Perry, Town of Perry, Perry Farmers Market, Perry Main Street Association, local businesses and organizations and individuals. The brochure is also made possible with funds from the Statewide Community Regrants Program, a regrant program of the New York State Council on the Arts with the support of the Office of the Governor and the New York State Legislature and administered by the Arts Council for Wyoming County. 
YMCA Senior Prom. Age is just a number, and the spirit of youth knows no bounds. In a heartwarming and uplifting event, the Wyoming County YMCA's very own Silver Sneakers instructor, Randy Kirsch, organized a quote-unquote senior prom for her Silver Sneaker participants and their friends. Proving that the joy of dance, laughter, and celebration is for the young and young at heart, the YMCA's gymnasium was transformed with streamers of black and red, twinkling lights, flowers, and biographies of 1950s-era movie stars adorning the tables. The approximately 30 attendees arrived in style with boutonnieres and corsages. Some were with spouses, some were with significant others, and others came alone. Kirsch planned and organized this event with the help of the membership director, Heather Davey, Davey's daughter, Riley, the YMCA Youth Leadership Program, led by Carrie Weigel, Kirsch's family, and the YMCA staff. Kirsch stated that she wanted especially to thank all of her seniors. My heart explodes with love for those people. I love hanging out with my silver peeps. I also want to say thanks to Amber Lantern for the snacks, a sweet ending in Attica for the cupcakes, and the Vertical Cafe for the coffee. The senior prom at the YMCA is a testament to the timeless youth and power of community support. If you're interested in supporting the Wyoming County YMCA or learning more about it, please call 786-2880. For the Birds, A Cliff Swallow Story by Hans Kunze. It is May, a beautiful time of year. The flowers, trees, and birds all contribute to the marvel of spring. The world of birds is especially fascinating right now, with many species arriving here in western New York for nesting season after spending most of the past year in their southern territories, which include the tropics in South America. The birds make their long trips up north to here or even further north into Canada for nesting. It's really amazing what dedication they have to make this long trip. For the last year or two, I have been telling you about our cliff swallow experience, and the story continues. Here's a little recap of what has happened. First of all, cliff swallows are not that common here in western New York. They are one of six species of swallows in our area. They often nest in large colonies in several other states. They typically nest under bridges and under the eaves of old buildings. They make a mud nest similar to that of barn swallows. The mud is gathered and mixed with their saliva, making the nest strong. But cliff swallows make more than a typical barn swallow's nest. They keep building the walls much higher to make an enclosed nest with a side entrance. That means the nest is often attached to the bridge's ceiling or the soffit of an old barn. It's quite a neat piece of construction. Three years ago, we suddenly had two pairs of cliff swallows arrive at the farm right next door and they built two nests under the eaves of our old dairy barn. They were successful, and one pair even had two broods. The next year, they were back again and nested successfully as well. Then last year, when they returned, the house, English sparrows, chased them away from the barn as if they wanted to use the old swallow nests for themselves. Needless to say, I was disappointed that our friendly cliff swallows had left. A few days later, while Leslie and I were working on our big perennial flower bed near our two-car vinyl-sided attached garage, we noticed a pair of swallows building a nest on our motion light above the overhead garage doors. 
We just figured they were barn swallows and decided that we would let them build a nest there, which was better than having them build a nest inside the garage on the overhead door opener. The next day, I happened to be closer to the nest, and to my surprise, realized that the swallows were a pair of cliff swallows, likely a pair that had been chased away by the English sparrows at the farm just up the road about a quarter mile. Wow! I was so excited to have them there right at our house. Now, this was rather unusual. Of all the places they could have gone from the farm location, what made them come down to our house to nest on a white vinyl-sided house on a motion light? Totally non-characteristic of their typical bridge and old rustic nesting sites. Well, sure enough, they kept building the nest, and before long it was complete all the way up to the vinyl soffit with its side entrance hole. This pair of swallows seemed so content with their enclosed nest and were not intimidated by us walking in and out of the garage constantly, only a few feet from their nest. Needless to say, their presence was very welcome, and we were so glad that we had decided to let them nest there. In the meantime, a pair of barn swallows had showed up, and they were interested in nesting inside the garage on top of the overhead garage door opener unit. We were tempted to stop them from nesting there, but then decided to allow them. Why? Because if we kicked them out of the garage, the aggressive barn swallows very likely might have tried to chase the cliff swallows away. So we decided to leave everything alone. The cliff swallows were so happy with the first nesting that they had a second nesting, which finished around August 28th. Throughout the spring and summer, we had several garden clubs, groups, and bird walks here for bird and or garden tours. Of course, the nesting cliff swallows and a pair of nesting orchard orioles down the low in a crab apple tree got a lot of attention. It was a fun summer with birds nesting everywhere and enjoying our various flower gardens. So, fast forward to early May this year, wondering if we would see any cliff swallows return. I was doubtful, yet hopeful. Surprise! At 6 a.m. on Sunday, May 7th, as I walked out the door, there they were, a pair of cliff swallows already claiming that motion light is theirs. It had to be the same pair, and it made my day. An hour later, the first orchard orioles also made themselves known. These swallows spent their first night sleeping up there, and on Monday already started building their new nest. The, the old one had crumbled. And as of this writing, they are making very quick progress. It seems that every night before I go in the house for the night, already after dark, that I'm checking to see if our pet cliff swallows are okay up there, like part of the family. And now that they have built their nest partially built, they cozy up in the nest for their overnight sleeping. I often say that God works in mysterious ways, and this is one of those. Unusual circumstances happen to me, a very avid bird lover, and for that I'm thankful. Enjoy your birds, and... As always, feel free to contact me, Hans Kunze, by calling or text at 585-813-2676 with questions, comments, or information on our next bird and garden walk. Gardening. Purslane, weed or vegetable? One of the fastest growing invaders in my garden is purslane, Portalaca olaracea.
With its thick, succulent leaves, reddish stem, and prostrate stature, it is a constant nuisance in the soil and requires vigilance and effort to pull from among beet plants or spinach or any other desirable planting. So imagine my surprise when I was walking through a farmer's market and encountered a huge display of purslane. And it wasn't inexpensive by the pound either. I talked with the farmer who told me that my reaction was not unusual. He said that many gardeners stop by his stand and tell him what a nuisance this plant is and how they constantly battle it. Well, it turns out that purslane has been cultivated and consumed around the world for millennia. It probably originated in the Mediterranean or Middle Eastern part of Europe or North Africa, and it is part of the cuisine of many countries in that region of the world. It can be eaten fresh or cooked. The leaves, flowers, and stems can be used in salads, soups, sauces, and even the seeds are edible and are often baked into breads and cakes. The plant is incredibly rich in a number of vitamins, A, B-complex, C, and E, micronutrients, calcium, iron, magnesium, manganese, potassium, and zinc, beta-carotene, and it is one of the rare plants that contains omega-3 fatty acids, which people normally obtain from fish oils. Purslane tolerates poor, droughty soils, and the leaves' waxy cover keeps it from drying up in hot, dry weather. Because of its extensive root system and rapid growth, it is a very successful plant wherever it gains a foothold, including in the garden. So, is it a weed or a useful plant? I guess the answer is where it grows and how rapidly it can displace or interfere with other plantings that the gardener wants to grow. I have come to a compromise with this plant. It can grow and spread to a degree, but when it begins to choke other desirables, it has to be kept in check. These days, however, the purslane that I pull up does not go into the compost pile. Rather, we incorporate its somewhat tangy, slightly salty leaves and stems into salads and soups. One word of caution about consuming purslane. Because its cells contain oxalic acid, those with kidney disease or gout may not want to eat it. For more information about this topic, or any gardening question, feel free to contact our Master Gardener group at AlleghenyMG at cornell.edu or ageducator at cfa34 at cornell.edu. We are always happy to help you with your gardening horticulture questions. You are listening to a reading of articles and features from Warsaw's Country Courier on the Niagara Frontier Radio Reading Service. Legal Notices Publication Notice of Organization of Limited Liability Company The name of the limited liability company is Valley View Dairy Farm, LLC. Its Articles of Organization were filed with the Secretary of State on April 26, 2023. The county within New York in which its office is to be located is Genesee. The Secretary of State has been designated as agent upon whom process may be served. The post office address to which the Secretary of State shall mail the process is 9970 Alexander Road, Alexander, New York, 14005. The purpose of its business is to conduct 
any lawful business under law. Legal Notice Refresh Hair Salon LLC filed Articles of Organization in New York on April 27, 2023. The LLC's office is in Wyoming County. The Secretary of State has been named as agent of service of process against the LLC and shall mail such process to 179 North Main Street, Perry, New York, 14530. The LLC is formed to carry on any business for which any LLC may be formed in New York. Notice of a formation of a limited liability company. Notice of formation of Zulu 2 Alpha Consulting, LLC. Articles of organization have been filed with the Secretary of State of New York on 2023-04-14. The office location is Wyoming County. Secretary of State of New York has designated as agent of limited liability company upon whom process against it may be served. The Secretary of State should mail process to Zachary Barry, 6816 Lakeshore Drive in Castile, New York, 14427. The purpose is any lawful purpose. Notice, Warsaw Central School District residents, the Audit Committee meeting has been changed from Tuesday, May 23, 2023 to Tuesday, June 27th. 2023 at 5.30 p.m. in the elementary school cafeteria at 153 West Buffalo Street, Warsaw, New York, 14569. Signed, Tawny Conley, District Clerk. Legal Notice. Colopy Real Estate Holdings Limited Liability Corporation filed articles of organization in New York on May 11th 2023. The LLC's office is in Wyoming County. The Secretary of State has been named as agent of service of process against the LLC and shall mail such process to 3692 Shearman Road, Perry, New York, 14530. The LLC is formed to carry on any business for which any LLC may be formed in New York. Legal Notice Shide Real Estate Holdings LLC filed Articles of Organization in New York on May 4, 2023. The LLC's office is in Wyoming County. The Secretary of State has been named as Agent of Service of Process against the LLC and shall mail such process to 5957 Bower Road, Warsaw, New York, 14569. The LLC is formed to carry on any business for which an LLC may be formed in New York. Community Calendar Thursday, May 18th, Letchworth Interpretive Program. Home Ecologist Ephemeral Wildflowers Program will start at 1.30 p.m. at the Humphrey Nature Center. This program is suited for those 10 and up. Friday, May 19th, the National Society Daughters of the American Revolution, Mary Jemison Chapter, will host a luncheon meeting at 11.30 a.m. at Shenanigans Restaurant in Warsaw. 
Vice Regent Janice Cook will present the program and a book review on Founding Mothers, the Women of Our Nation by Cokie Roberts will occur. Those interested in joining the DAR, please contact Candy Gay at 585-307-8517. Letchworth Interpreter Program Fire on the Genesee Civil War Encampment Education Day will be held at the High Banks Recreation Area from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. The program is open to local schools. Contact Saney Wallace at 585-493-3637 for more information. Saturday, May 20th, Breakfast Book Club for Teens. Bring your own book that you're reading or just finish reading to talk about and recommend. Snacks will be available and registration is encouraged but not required. The meeting will take place at the Warsaw Library at 11 a.m. Silver Springs Rescue Squad Basket Raffle. Kick off EMS Week with a fun event hosted by the Silver Springs Rescue Squad at the Silver Springs Fire Hall at 43 North Main Street. Parents are encouraged to bring their kids to tour the ambulance and meet the volunteers. A huge basket raffle, a 50-50 raffle, and a hot dog stand will be there. The event will be from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. Letchworth Interpretive Program. Sigahunda Trail Marathon and Relay will begin at 9 a.m. Registration is required. For more details, visit www.yellowjacketracing.com. Chicken Barbecue held at the Bliss Baptist Church on Main Street in Bliss, starting at 4 p.m. Chicken barbecue is available to eat in or take out. Sunday, May 21st, all-you-can-eat breakfast from 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. at the Masonic Hall on Main Street in Pike. Letchworth Interpretive Program. Sigahunda Races event will take place at 9 a.m. Registration is required. For details, visit www.yellowjacketracing.com. Tuesday, May 23rd, book a discussion for adults. Read and talk about Untethered Sky by Fonda Lee at 6 p.m. at the Warsaw Public Library. Books are available in multiple formats and are available to download through OWWL to go. Thursday, May 25th. Book discussion for adults. Read and talk about Remarkably Bright Creatures by Shelby Van Pelt at 6 p.m. at the Warsaw Public Library. Books are available in multiple formats and are available to download through OWWL2GO. Letchworth Interpretive Program. Lunch in the Old Growth Woods held at the Humphrey Nature Center at 11 a.m. The lunch will be approximately two to three hours. Friday, May 26th, Letchworth Balloon Festival. Red, white, and blue balloon rally starts at 6.30 p.m. at the Archery Field near the Castile entrance. Saturday, May 27th, Letchworth Balloon Festival. Red, white, and blue balloon rally will take off at two separate times. The first is at 6 a.m., and the second takeoff will be at 6 p.m. The balloons will be launched at the Archery Field Overlook near the Castile entrance. 
Sunday, May 28th. Fly-in and drive-in pancake breakfast. Held at the Perry Warsaw Airport on 6522 Route 20A in Perry from 8 a.m. to noon. Children receive meals at a discounted price. Proceeds go to support cadets and cadet activities. Gainesville UMC Hymn Sings. Join the first summer hymn sings for an hour of song and praise starting at 7 p.m. Letchworth Interpretive Program. Geology Walk begins at 10 a.m. at the parking lot past Cabin Area B. Walkers be aware that there are lots of steps as well as muddy spots. The walk is one mile and will take approximately two hours. Letchworth Interpretive Program, How the Gorge Was Formed, Story of the Park, will be at Inspiration Point parking lot at 12.30 p.m. Letchworth Balloon Festival, Red, White, and Blue Balloon Rally will take off at two separate times. The first is at 6 a.m. and the second takeoff will be at 6 p.m. The balloons will be launched at the Archery Field Overlook near the Cast Isle entrance. Monday, May 29th, is Memorial Day. Saturday, June 3rd, Strikersville Townwide Yard Sale. Held on June 3rd and 4th from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. There will be arts and crafts, theme baskets, plants, food, and beverages available. Vendors and those with inquiries call Barb Logel at 716-863-1474 or Judy at 585-457-3444. Ladies Spring Tea Party Held at the Gainesville United Methodist Church from 2 to 4 p.m. This year's theme is Garden Tea Party. Join the ladies for tea, tasty treats, and a wonderful program. Letchworth Balloon Festival. Red, White, and Blue Balloon Rally will take off at two times. The first is at 6 a.m. and the second takeoff will be at 6 p.m. The festival will take place at the Archery Field near the Castile entrance. Silver Serpent Multi-Sport Event. The event will start at Silver Lake on both June 3rd and 4th. The weekend-long event will start off with a 5-kilometer race and end on Sunday with a youth duathon. Registration is required. Visit http colon slash slash www.wolfpackmultisport.com for more information. Ongoing Activities Weekly story time with Miss Mary. Every Tuesday at 11 a.m. you can drop in at the Warsaw Public Library for stories, songs, and other fun activities. These activities are designed for preschool-aged children with their caregivers. Spice of the Month Club. Pick up a spice kit once a month that features a different spice at the Warsaw Public Library. Each kit includes a sample spice, the background of the spice, and a variety of recipes to try out with it. Participants are encouraged to share images of their culinary work on Facebook or Instagram by tagging the Warsaw Public Library. LOL Club Join the Little Old Ladies Club at the Y in Warsaw from 3 to 4 p.m. 
Participants are encouraged to bring their knitting, crochet, or any other project while enjoying some tea. The club is open to all genders and those aged 11 and up. Warsaw's Right Connection Meeting on the second Tuesday of each month, September through May, at 6 p.m. This writing group consists of new and published writers who can all learn from each other. Monthly prompts are given in a friendly, relaxed environment. No registration is required for this free monthly event. New members, teens, and adults are always welcome. For more information, contact Wendy at 585-786-5290. Euchre, just for fun, held every second Tuesday of the month at the church in Alexander at noon. Dessert and coffee will be served. If you have any questions, call 585-993-0006. Free coffee hour held every first Wednesday of the month at the Trinity Episcopal Church on 62 West Buffalo Street at 9.30 a.m. You have been listening to a reading of articles and features from the May 18, 2023 issue of Warsaw's Country Courier on the Niagara Frontier Radio Reading Service. Your reader has been Mark Eckstein. Thank you for listening.